You guys may be seated. Today, this week in Advent, we are focused on peace. Last week, we focused on hope. This week, we are focused on peace. The following week is joy. And the last week that we celebrate is love. And this is, again, Advent is the beginning of our church year. So it's the beginning of our church year. And as we come to this, we want to focus, we want to center ourselves on the fact that Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our peace. I believe that the world today wants peace. The majority of it. And as we hear of wars and rumors of wars, uh, you can raise your hand if you don't like it. We don't like wars, rumors of wars. We don't like these things. It makes us feel uncomfortable, doesn't it? It makes us feel it's confusing. Like we don't know like what side and with the, the kind of the media and all the different people, like there's different people that we love that would be on both sides of the war and it confuses us. And you know what war does? It irritates us. It irritates us because we want peace. Amen? We want peace. We don't like the reality that war brings because we believe the reality in God's kingdom, the kingdom of peace, is bigger than that. Because wars upset order, and that's why we strive for peace. This is why we want it. This is why we long for it today. But we also long for peace in our personal lives. So we want it on a global scale, but we want it on a personal scale as well. So we, what do we do? We strive for moments of peace. We try to get moments or carve out sections where we can have a little bit of peace. Think of, for a moment, think of the peaceful things that you do. What is it that brings you peace? If you can imagine it, it's nice, isn't it? It's good. It's good. And if you are actually doing it, it would be even better right? But for me, I was thinking about it this morning. And for me, it's a nice cup of coffee and a comfortable chair with a great book. Like if that's happening, things around me don't have to necessarily be at peace because I can tune it out. Even sometimes Mo will be like, hey, Scott, and I just won't hear because I just kind of ignore everything. It's like I turn down my ears. I'm kind of partially deaf anyway, so it helps. But I just can easily tune it out. And I'm at peace reading a great book. Or when I think of peaceful moments, I think this year I was at, I have a picture of it actually of my chair and my guitar. I was at Lake Perigen by myself in the morning, drinking coffee, reading my Bible, getting ready to go fishing, journaling. Eagles were flying over my head, catching fish. You couldn't hear very many of the campers. There were deer and wild turkey around. And it was a very peaceful way to start my day. I don't know what the peaceful moment is for you. I don't know what these moments are for you, but we seek them out, don't we? Because we want peace. We want peace in these moments. And so as we enter in the second week of Advent, we are setting our eyes on peace. Peace is not a good cup of coffee and a good book. Peace is Jesus, something far bigger than whatever it is that we can imagine that will comfort us in this world of wars. Peace that only the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit can bring. We have access to that peace that Jesus brings us. We have access to the peace through the power of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit wants to give us. It is deeper than the moments that we get to ourselves. But I'd ask this, how do we get peace? 
How do we get that? If the Holy Spirit wants this for us, how do we avail ourselves to the Holy Spirit? If Jesus is our peace, what does that mean for us? So I thought today we'd just look at some ways that scriptures uh, bring us peace. I'd say this, knowing that God is at work brings us peace. Amen? If we know that God is at work in our lives, we know that his work is greater than anything we can imagine, and that's what we long for and desire. And waiting for his work, instead of trying to bring it about ourselves, instead of toiling and trying to figure out everything and every way that this can work, is a feeling of peace. I'm not saying it's easy. Sometimes it's hard-felt peace, hard-fought peace. We have seen this morning in Exodus, and we've read that God is sending Moses to deliver the Hebrews out of slavery and into the promised land. It's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful thing that God did. Moses, upon hearing this, knew that God was at work. And yet, at at this point in the reading in Exodus chapter 3, the people that were crying out didn't know that God was at work. They felt like they were at work building whatever it is that they were building, doing all the work, building, uh, building uh, bricks without straw. They were simply crying out, asking God to do something, hoping that God would remember them. God, remember, we're Abraham's children. We're Isaac's children. We're Jacob's children. Remember us. But they also knew if God was at work, If they knew that God was at work, they would have more peace. If they knew that God was about to rescue them, to send Moses, they would have that their time in slavery was now running short and running toward the end. This would be bring peace to where they were. If they knew that God was about to have his power on full display for that the Egyptian world and all its inhabitants to know, they would be at peace. If they knew that they were going to be rewarded as they left, as that they were going to plunder the Egyptians and, and God was going to move them out, not just for three days of worship, but for the rest of their lives, there would be great peace. Knowing God is at work brings peace. Scriptures also tell us to wait on God. Wait on God. Don't make things happen for yourself unless God asks you to. So we wait. And in the waiting, we won't grow weary. Or it's encouraging us not to grow weary. Because sometimes, like the scripture that we started the service with, hope deferred makes a heart sick. It's hard. But yet when it is fulfilled, the tree of life comes. We don't know what God is doing most of the time. Amen? We just don't know what he's doing. We can't see the big picture that he's hanging or that he's painting except for bits and pieces that he gives us in scriptures and in our lives. But God will renew our strength as we wait. As we wait, even in deep pain of waiting, he sends little moments of grace. He does this all the time. And as we wait, we would be at peace with God as he is working He is the great I am. That's what he says his name is. But he is I am in his actions and in his power and in his might. And we get to set our eyes on the work that God is doing and bringing about in this world. There's no way we can understand it all. 
But the more that we understand that God is working, the more that we settle that in our hearts that God is at work, even in the midst of darkness, um, God will shine his light and push back that darkness and bring us peace. And the more we trust that God is absolutely working, the more peace we will have. The more we will be able to walk with him in this road of faith that we have. I pray that we might know that God is at work in this world. And God is at work in our lives. And that as we wait on him to do some of this work, that he will renew our strength. He will continue to allow us to have faith. There is also great peace in knowing that we are on the path that Jesus has for us. Great peace in knowing that we are in the midst of God's will for us. That we're not outside it, but we're walking with Him. I love that the Apostle Paul, in Ephesians chapter 4, he was in prison, and yet he said, he said that he has great peace in the midst of this prison. He knows what God is doing and that God brought this about. And he says, therefore, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that you have received. Paul was in prison, but he had great peace because he knew that even in this prison, it was God's will for his life as he walked it out. He considered his calling and his calling had led him to where he was. And peace was a gift that the Holy Spirit gave because Paul knew that he was in the center of God's will for his life. This this peace, this brings us peace as well. As we follow Jesus, it doesn't matter where we go. Scriptures say his peace is the peace that passes all understanding. And that peace can go with us wherever we walk if we're following Jesus. It is a great gift knowing that you are actually following Jesus. Because in that, there is great peace. That he led you to where you are and where you will be because you're following him. And knowing that you've kept the commandments that God has for you allows us to have great peace in our lives. If you're in a bad place because you've been following yourself, you've been following the world, you've been chasing any idol other than Jesus, peace is likely to elude you. That is until we repent. We repent and get back on the path that Jesus has for us, which can be done in an instant. Do you think that Paul... Paul was not in prison for stealing something or murdering somebody or doing something bad. Paul was in prison because Jesus told him to preach and Paul was preaching. It was not sin that led him to prison or selfishness. He was following and walking in the path that Jesus had for him, even in his jail cell. If Jesus is leading us and we follow, he promises He promises that he will be there with us and then he is there with us. And one of the things when he's there with us, he brings us peace, a peace that defies all logic. Lastly, I would say this. We know we have peace in knowing that we are forgiven from all our sins. Amen. We have peace knowing that we are forgiven from all our sins. This means that there is peace in repentance This means that there is peace 
in confessing our sin before Jesus and before one another, admitting that we don't have it all together brings us peace, that we, the, that we mess up more than we want to, that we do the things that we don't want to do and we don't do the things that we, want, don't, uh, that we do want to do. But this peace isn't in our failure or even in the admittance of our failure. It's in the fact that when we admit that we fail, the fact that Jesus sees us, that he loves us, that he forgives us in spite of all our fears and all our failures because he's greater than these things. That brings us tremendous peace. There's peace in knowing that Jesus will never abandon us. Amen? There's peace in knowing that Jesus will never abandon us. Instead, he went to the cross for us. He died to forgive us. And as he forgives us, he exchanges all our blemishes, all that we have done wrong for his perfection and all that he has done right. That's what he gives us. Scriptures say that he nailed our sin to the cross and canceled our debt. We can live in peace for this. We are forgiven. The deeper we realize that, the more peace we have. Jesus loves us and he tells us to obey him because, and that he will never leave us, that he will never leave us as orphans because of this work that Jesus is doing in our lives. It's beautiful work. We don't leave Jesus because he first loved us. I pray that for us as we follow him. We are forgiven, we are clean, and we are loved because of the work of Jesus. Amen? And as we realize this, the deeper this gets into our heart and our soul, the more peace it brings us. There is peace in following Jesus because we know that Jesus rose from the dead. I love the gospel, the simple that Jesus died for our sins in accordance with Scripture, that He rose again in accordance with Scripture, that He didn't stay dead. He, isn't just, he didn't just die in our place. He defeated death. And there's peace in that. He came out of the grave. And if He can defeat death and come out of the grave, there's nothing that He can't do, that He can't defeat, that we might come against. We know that God is at work in this. And as we seek peace this next year, this is my prayer, that we might follow Jesus. That we might seek first the kingdom of God and all this other stuff that God has for us will be added unto us. But we seek God's kingdom first. That's what we get to do. I pray that we may walk in the humility that confession and repentance allows for us. And as we walk in humility, that we will find peace in the forgiveness and love of Jesus. So let whatever God has in store for us come. Don't know whether it be good or bad, whether it's jewels and plunder or imprisonment. We get to follow him and have that peace in our lives. So Holy Spirit, come bring us peace in this new year. Lord, I pray that you will let us know that you are at work. And even when we don't know it, we can receive it by faith that you're at work in our lives. Father, I pray that you will help us know that we are forgiven, that you will help us confess our sins, that you will help us walk with you, that you will help us seek you first. And Lord, wherever you lead, that you will bring us peace, that we can have peace in following you. Lord, we know and we want peaceful moments. Lord, please bring more of those to us. But more than that, bring 
the peace that only you can bring. In Jesus' name, amen.